welcome to episode seven of the Hometown Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Ileanne Tyson. Today's topic is very near and dear to my heart. It is about how to help your business survive. Never miss an episode by subscribing to the show. You can do that in your favorite player like iTunes or Stitcher or by going to iliantyson.com forward slash VIP. Just to mention, today's episode is brought to you by Hook Studio, a digital media publishing company. You can find them online at hooked.studio. And now... I want to first start off by painting some pictures for you of some different business owners. The first business owner is a pie shop owner. She had dreamed from a child of starting her own shop. She had gotten recipes from her grandmother and just loved the art of baking. So she developed this business, got some employees, got lots of great, happy customers. But in the course of doing that, she worked until she was just burned out. She had to make some changes or she was going to just have to close down. Example number two is an entrepreneur running several small businesses. He is finding himself daily fighting fires, getting to a point of extreme burnout. And really, his faith is helping him keep trudging forward. He knows something has to change or his health and his personal relationships are going to be affected, possibly to the point of not being able to return. My example number three is a single office call center. They've got lots of business, but the poor owner is running ragged, handling it all. There's major cash flow issues. He's about to call it quits. His health is in super bad shape. He's getting maybe five to four hours of sleep. Work is literally running his life. He has ruined most of his personal relationships, and he's just been trying to use that do-whatever-it-takes, can-do attitude to keep his dream of owning his own business alive. Now, my last example is a small advertising agency. The owner had developed it, had some good staff, had great customers, but periodically cash flow would be an issue. They really didn't have enough variation of their clients and so too few clients the cash if there was any hang up they had overhead and expenses and they had to pay employees you know just had lots of issues there and he was ready just to hang it up he was tired of the burnout his family life was suffering his health was suffering he was ready to call it quits he was ready to sell to anyone willing to relieve the pressure otherwise he was just going to close it down These are four real-life examples, and they all four have a lot of common themes to them. The first common theme is that the owners are so close to the problems, they don't have a really good perspective. They need a little bit of help of finding the perspective. This is where a good consultant or coach helps. This is actually one of the services that I offer. Another commonality of these four stories is that all the owners are working in their business. It's what Michael Gerber in the E-Myth Revisited talks about as technicians. There are other hats in the business that they need to wear at times. And right now, they need to put a priority on working on their business, not just in their business. So this means looking more objectively and from an overall operational view of their business. 
A third common theme about these businesses is that need to streamline and simplify. Part of this means identifying the best client or customers that they serve or can serve, and then also creating or identifying the repeatable procedures and processes for their business. If they offer a service, they need it to be able to turn that service into a product. And let me give you an example. The advertising agency, what they did is identified out of all of the things that do for clients, what was the one true thing they really excelled doing? If they did better than their customers, I mean, they did better than their competitors. And what did they like doing? So what they did is they identified that they had a specific way of designing logos for their clients. Once they identified that, they also honed in on who their best client for that service is. Not everybody needs a logo. They crafted the process. They fine-tuned the process of creating their logos taking what they'd already developed and really put the processes in there to have a rinse and repeat procedure that is now to the point of being a product. So they have sort of a set price with a set procedure. They know it's going to take them approximately a set number of hours. So they have a basic level that goes along with this set procedure and producing that they can train their staff or new staff how to follow and create the logos. This is an example of what was a service, something that the price might change every time. You know, they might be charging hourly instead of just a set dollar amount or depending on who they brought in to work on the project. Now they have made that into a product or also known as a productized service. All right, let's talk about streamlining and simplifying. It has six parts. First off, what is your long-term objective? What are you trying to achieve with your business? You need to be very clear about what you're trying to do here. What is your vision for the company? If you don't have it set, if you're just trying to survive, you really need to put in writing what you want your business to look like when it's done. All right, the next part is who do you best serve? What does your best client look like? Who's already buying from you? Who already gravitates to your company without you hardly trying to do anything? Those are probably your best clients. So create a description, write down your description, who your ideal client is. And then next, part three, how do you serve them? What do you currently do? Write out what those tasks are or what your product you're selling to them are. And then next, step four is to ID what is essential and which could be eliminated. For example, let's say you periodically post to Facebook and offer specials and then you go create an image over on Canva or your staff does and each time it's basically a new creation. They don't really use any template or anything like that. And so they might share it over on Twitter as well, but they might not. So, you know, this is just sort of a haphazard, just throw some mud at the wall and see if it sticks. Or maybe you boost a post on Facebook one time and, and you really don't know or track to see if you get a lot of results out of it. Or maybe you do track and look at the statistics, but you don't really have an objective way to to see about refining and improving for next time. So in that, there's some things that could probably be eliminated once you know who your ideal client is, because you might not even be talking to the right audience. You might not be sending the right messages. 
and then there's steps in there that could be done a lot more efficiently just by having your procedure. So that's also an example of step five, which is what things could be done more efficiently. You could have a template, you could have written out procedures so that there's no guesswork at what the next thing is or where you need to share it or what steps are involved. That's just an example. And then step six of your streamlining and simplifying is review and refinement. Use your team. Get in there and say, okay, what worked this time? What didn't work? Let's refine the procedure and then test it out next time. And that is one of the best and easiest ways to go through this process. There's things that you will just have to do, but there's things that you can also get your team in there too. So these six steps apply to just about every area of your business. It applies to your advertising or getting new leads, to developing new customers, to providing them with a product or service, to billing and receiving your payment, to cultivating your customers for future business, and to working with your team, which includes vendors and your employees. Once you get this all identified, you will be working strategic and smart and can eliminate the unnecessary. All right, so let's talk about some long-term thinking. Let's think about your business. What do you want it to provide to you down the road? Take some time with this. This is another piece that you're going to want to write down. Do you want to be operating your business in the same way you are right now in 10 or 20 years? Or do you want to have a business that can run without you? Or do you want to work in the business just doing the bits and pieces that you truly love and enjoy? This is what I touched on earlier. If you are doing 90% or more of the work, including the things you don't like to do right now, then this business is just a job for you. You need to make some changes. Let's take the 30,000-foot aerial view of your business. Where do you want to be? What do you want your business to look like when it is matured and finished? That might sound strange, but yes, your business will get to or could get to what would be a mature or finished stage. Maybe you want to sell it. Maybe you want to retire from it. Maybe you want the business to continue to throw off income for you long term while you're in retirement. Maybe you want to hand it down to your children or to grandchildren. Write those things down. For a business to thrive without you, you must have the systems and processes for all the required areas that make your business run. This includes HR, marketing and sales, services or products, research and development, figuring out what new products your customers might be able to buy from you, financial processes, all your computers and how the way you interact with your website or your just anything just that summarizes in the IT department. You have to address all these areas. Think of an organizational chart where you can have these different parts of the business in different boxes. Someone has to have their name in each one of them. Right now, at the moment, you might have your name on many of them, but the goal is to change that. All right, so how to get started. Where do we start? Where it's the best place to start? Well, first, number one, start with your vision. Write it down. Step two, create some goals that work towards that vision. Put dates and target numbers with those goals. Step three, identify the parts and tasks in your business that you hate doing. 
These are the things that you want to work on getting delegated as soon as possible. Also, write down the parts of the business that you love doing or are best at. You will eventually want to only work in that zone or as much as possible. Step four, include in your goals getting processes documented. Start with the most repetitive or crucial processes that affect your company. Which ones would have the greatest impact if you could fine-tune or improve? Usually these revolve around sales or business development, but it could also be around the product or service your company provides. One of the companies I work with has multiple critical areas. Business development for new business is one. Completed work communication with the client, which triggers payment for services rendered, is another. This is extremely important for their cash flow for them. And then their accounts payable. So they have three super critical areas. And of course, providing this service that they offer is important as well. But those seem to flow a lot easier. Their systems and processes are being continually refined and documented so they don't go out of business just due to a cash flow timing. They have lots of work, but cash flow is their most critical piece right now. For a lot of other businesses, the critical area is marketing, getting potential customers through their door or to call them. Processes around this area is super important for them. This is where potentially expanding to sell online should be considered, or at least getting leads from online. All right, so we talked about four things on how to get started. Now we have number five. You want to consider getting a business coach. They can keep you on track and give you the objectivity that you might need and the accountability. They will also get you to your final destination much sooner than if you try to go it alone. To learn about the kinds of clients I work with, go to iliantyson.com forward slash coach. I typically work with small businesses that are independent. It can be like a mom and pop type of brick and mortar shop. I do work with some non-brick and mortars, but in general, it is small businesses been in business for a year and are ready to work on your business. At the very least, if a coaching is not right for you at this time, I recommend you read some good books on the subject. I'll put some in the list in the show notes. And you can get that by going to iliantyson.com forward slash the number seven. So in summary, what's the status of the four businesses I mentioned prior? Well, the pie shop is expanding to multiple locations. She did not throw in the towel and she is super happy with having a regional leader in her market. The entrepreneur has not reached his conclusion yet, but I do know his endgame, and we are in the process of developing his systems. The call center owner actually only works two to four hours per week now. He checks with his team each week, and everything is documented and systematized, and the company is just doing wonderfully. And then lastly, the advertising agency, they created the productized service that I described earlier, and he decided not to sell the company. So if you would like to explore the option of coaching, please direct message me on social media or visit iliantyson.com forward slash coaching. So thank you for joining in today. I hope you've learned a bit. You might want to save this podcast as it is chock full of lots of action items that you need to do. We have a bunch of great content coming up. Our next episode is an interview with Breezy Quarters. 
that's located in downtown historic Abbeville, South Carolina. She's a local bath and beauty products company, and you don't want to miss that. Please follow us on your favorite player and share us with your fellow business owners. And until next time, I hope you have a great week. Bye-bye.